What's up, people? It's your boy Lucky, and I'm with our boy Kev. Sorry, I, I'm sitting a little bit more uh, out of sight of me. I, uh, we, well, actually, we went to the Halloween themed free comic book day on the 29th of this last October. Yes, uh, it is Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone, from your friends, the Bad Dinner Guests. Uh, uh, Lou, Lou's gone big league now. He, he, he doesn't like to ever mention our name in the beginning, so we... Bad Dinner Guest. <laughs> Alright, Mike Jones. Uh, hey, alright. You, you start doing some comic episodes and you forget all about the little people. Oh, um, man. But one of those little people went with you on Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. And we do have some interesting Halloween comics to discuss. We, we certainly do. And then uh, to get back to, you know, where it all where it all began, really, uh, this is, again, another mashup. Um, because after we do the comic book stuff, we will be talking about... Uh, a more paranormal tale. Lou's got a little surprise, or or lucky, as he's called these days, has a little surprise for all of us here. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Shadow Man, ooh, or the Hat Man, as he is often referred to as I, also. Which I can't wait for us to dive into that because I can't for the life of me think why. Because the Shadow Man scares me and creeps me out. The hat man... Meh. Right. The hat... Ooh, the hat... Not the hat man. You know, so... We'll <laughs> what does he do? Tailor me? Yeah. So... Ah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, we actually... I think the only Halloween comic we got that overlapped was Evil Dead 2. Yeah, Evil Dead 2 Beyond Dead by Dawn, which admittedly I got only because of my love for these movies. Uh, it a, a, it's a free comic, so you're not risking much, but I, uh, at the very least, I knew this would look cool on my wall. Oh yeah, it's a great picture of Ash and this hot chick standing over this abyss to hell. Yeah. So yeah, Annie. She has a weird. She has an interesting, interesting backstory. Uh, yeah. She about her parents. Yeah. Who? Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alerts coming. So Ash. Ash has a little sidekick with him throughout this, which was one of my first things. You know, those that remember the movie Evil Dead Two is more of an extension of of the one, and. You know, they, there's homage to that. There's a chainsaw hand and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, it, it... The iconic chainsaw hand. Yeah, so it, it sticks to point, but th this goes off off topic from the film. It doesn't take very Drastically. long. Uh, yeah, it, it goes... Um, to Without giving away too much of the plot, you know, you see some dimension, interdimensional stuff. You see... Um, you see hell... Yeah, uh, there's just a, a whole lot of stuff going on. It's uh, it, it was an interesting again. I this one couldn't let me down because again, at the very least, there was going to be some cool Evil Dead related art. I got to see Ash drawn with a chainsaw killing some demons, so that was enough to make it worthwhile for me at least. As far as just getting this freebie now, aren't the goals of these freebies though to get you? 
to entice you. To entice you to buy. So did they, did it work on you? Not really. I mean, it was it was a fun little tale. I you know I I liked it. But I don't know if I'm going to include it in my monthly pool list. You know, that's... Um... Yeah. And he gets his hand back, which is super weird. Which is a... He's not supposed to have his hand. Huge spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. I mean, we gave the spoiler alert, but yeah. That's... That essentially, uh, kind of wraps up the whole issue there for you that that was what I was trying to not give away that's kind of funny um, oh spadudios um, but yeah so you'll that will be interesting we'll see what happens with well we won't see because we probably won't be reading but uh, I think I also have stayed away from the television show maybe to my own regret at some point but uh, I have access to the show now, and I'm not watching it. I just prefer... You're a busy, busy man, Kevin. Well, th- well, there's that. I, I can't tell you the last TV. I think I watched part of the second season of Gotham. I think that was the last thing. Oh, shit. I was, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I am doing, uh, doing other things a lot of the times. But, uh, also, I'm just kind of an Evil Dead purist. I don't even love Evil Dead 2 that much. You know, I really the movie. I thought the first one was great. Thought the second one was still pretty cool. The third one makes me laugh, um, and I, yeah. So I don't know. With that being said, if you love everything Evil Dead, you will probably love this comic, and you may find yourself forking over the coin to have it brought to you or picking it up at your local comic shop. Uh, either way, I'm glad they're making it. Someone's gonna buy it. Um, it just won't be me. Fair enough. Nor will it be I. And, you know, I got it because it was free. I, uh, yeah. Moving on. I know you got, you got a little throwback taste of the past on, uh, on the other one. Yeah, so, you know this, just because of our comic book hunts, but I love some of those throwback random comics, like, that have nothing to do with superheroes, um, uh, I picked up a Chuck Norris comic one of the last times we were out. Uh, the Star Trek comics just ran. I have a Lando Calrissian comic. Yeah. Uh, just random. I, I like those random just throwbacks that sort of works as like a, a very colorful multiple snapshot of history of pop culture in that time. And so when I saw that there was an afterlife with Archie out in the prints, that I. I almost actually bought season one uh they had it there they had one copy there at at comic town um in good old columbus where where we were but i didn't i didn't uh, i talked myself out of it kind of in a way I'm, i'm sort of glad that i did season two uh which is what we which is what i picked up was the the introduction to season two so obviously they had season one as the uh as the graphic novel there, it's basically, to get down into it, and uh, spoiler alerts, but I won't be spoiling much here, uh, it's sort of almost like a Walking Dead antithesis, like, it's it's Archie, so it's not, you know, when you thought of Archie, you know, he's just like your average, it's almost like a D- Doug Funny as a comic, you know, just kind of, 
Just kind of just like a kid being a kid, you know, teenager stuff. Right. This is teenager stuff with zombies. So they even, and I say antithesis because it, it, it opposes Walking Dead in such a way where there is even a love triangle in this, but this time it's two girls fighting over Archie. Mm. So it even, you know, it really sort of doesn't seem to mind, uh... Now, granted, I want to want to act like it's some sort of copycat, but it, it is there. There's a big cliffhanger at the end of this, and it this takes no time getting right into the whole concept that 28 Days Later has shown us, and that Walking Dead has shown us, which is the scariest thing about The Walking Dead is what will happen to the people that are alive. Right. And I don't mean that by getting eaten by zombies. I mean like what they become, what they start to do. Right. Um, so there's a big there's a there's a huge issue with someone in the group. Also, I want to point out that Mr. Lodge looks just like uh, Captain Gordon at this point. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, ridiculous. He looks like Jim Gordon with a goatee, uh, which sometimes you see Jim Gordon with a goatee. I was about to say, but dude. <laughs> anyway. Um, that one Batman animated series. Well, actually, I take it back. He he's Jim Gordon just with a mustache. It's not the goatee. It's just this mm. quality. I mean, audio listeners, I apologize. I'm showing Lou, Mister Lodge, right now. Oh my god. Yeah, and he is legit Commissioner Gordon. If these but, were pictures of people, that would have been like a stock photo yeah, of yeah. Commissioner Gordon. He's a doppelganger, and so you get to see cool stuff like teenagers using bows and arrows. Uh, I I don't recall an actual gun being used at any point in time. There's a little bit of zombie play in here, and uh, but besides that, it's really dialogue heavy. And, yeah. Um, it's, That's a stock photo of Jim Gordon. Yeah, just more Jim Gordon close-ups. Uh, it, again, it was interesting. I'm glad I have it for the novelty, but uh, I don't think that I would buy one. Um, uh, if, if you're like me and you like seeing those old kind of comics uh, redone like this, then yeah, maybe try it out. Uh, buy one. I wouldn't get a subscription to this. If I hadn't seen this for free, I probably would have picked one of them up just because it's the idea is really cool. You might you might love it. Uh, you It depends. I mean, the nostalgia is a, a definite factor with this one. So if you're into Archie already or you're into some of those nostalgic comics, you might get a kick out of this. It also includes a comic from the Comic Vault, a little miniature three to four page comic at the end of each one. So you get two stories for one. So that's worth something, right? There you go. Yeah. It's worth a little, Twice little, as many jollies for one Holly. A little something. Well, you know, a little free comic on the side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the comic that I got that you didn't was Black Eyed Kids. The Black Eyed Kids. Not not to be confused with the Black Eyed Peas. Got that comic book. Not that comic book. I, uh... Those of you that are unfamiliar with the urban legend of the Black Eyed Children, this, this really heavily kind of leans on that. This is the first issue, I think, they just reprinted it for Free Comic Book Day. Uh, why not? You know, I mean, that's this is incredibly spooky. The uh, the children, and th- this this uh, urban legend is about these kids that are usually in a pair that range from 
typically six to 12 years old, but people have said as old as uh, 15 or 17. And these kids knock on your door and they ask to uh, use your phone or get like a glass of water or something or they, they, they try to get into your house and uh, those of you that listen to Coast to Coast will be familiar but a lot of the people that say that or retell their encounters such as people that have called into Coast to Coast AM have said that encountering these uh, children fills them with a lot of dread you know not necessarily terror just an inkling that something isn't right about these kids and then they notice their eyeballs aren't necessarily like normal eyes they're all blacked out so the comic spoiler is I think it shows the uh, kind of the initiation process of becoming a black-eyed kid because this kid kills his parents. Spoiler. I already said spoiler. I know, I know, I, I, know, I still like the echo then. Uh-huh. Because there are spoilers and then there's like, don't even read it. Spoiler. No. That's right. <laughs> if you like spooky stories of children murderers, then this is definitely up your alley. The, uh, I want to say it's a part of an ongoing series. It's up to issue 10 or 11 right now. I never really got into it all that much. Um, so this is my first encounter with it. I gave it a 4 out of 5 uh, just because of how much it plays off the urban legend and uh, a little bit of the liberties it takes with their tale of it. And that's... I hope you don't mind, Kevin, but I'm going to use this time to uh, continue the paranormal talk on this ish, with this episode, and continue on with the Shadow Man, or the Hat Man, as he is colloquially known as. The Shadow Man is an entity that people often debate whether or not it's a ghost spirit or some other malicious thing for lack of a better definition and the reason they call it the the hat man is that it looks like the silhouette of a man wearing a trench coat and a fedora hat not necessarily always the trench coat but damn near always the fedora this shadow is seen most often in uh, when you're alone, which most which gives most people a feeling of terror. They uh, they're scared by it. I've heard theories that the Hat Man is a interdimensional rift in time that throws the shadow of this being or this entity where there should be no shadow coming from. I actually had an, an encounter with the Hat Man. Couple encounters. I was working third shift, and uh, I had I slept great that day. You know, I wasn't tired. I, I was feeling great, you know. I mean, that's 
I was pretty used to the third shift life that life at that point, and there was this parking lot light, and there was this dumpster, and it was kind of in this uh, this complex that went and formed a U, and there were buildings that circled the inside of the U and the outside of the U, and I was at the one opening, um, the uh, northern opening of it, and there was a dumpster there, and there was this uh, streetlight that shone down right on top of it, and I don't know how the uh, shadow was there. It was weird, you know? It's, I had a flashlight. I uh, shined it over there, and it was still there. It was, it was, it was, it was creepy. I wasn't necessarily scared. It was just odd. You know, I didn't really think that someone was out to get me. I had a gun, so I wasn't really afraid of a whole lot. Just, I was just confused. Like, damn, that's odd. Well, and that, and I'm, I'm of course going to be playing the role of the skeptic here, because I, so, I'll start by saying I've had a air quote, encounter with a similar figure um, when I experienced sleep paralysis for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, the night hag. Yeah, so uh, briefly to explain it, I, I woke up, for lack of a better term, in the middle of the night at one point while I was in college, and I, I couldn't move my fingers, my toes, and my, even my head. It actually started to... The, the sensation, the, the way it felt, it almost felt as if the bed was quicksand. I felt like I was sinking into further into my bed, further and further. And, uh, you know, when I would make the conscious thought to try to move my head, you know, nothing would happen. And during that point in time, a, a shadow came across my bed and, and it landed sort of, sort of fell across me and across the wall. Now, uh, I did have a window over there. I, I was in a basement bedroom. So I didn't really have the kind of window where a light could come through like that. But so what I sort of played it off as was in many recorded cases of sleep paralysis, there are hallucinatory side effects. A lot of people who experience that sort of see something. And also I was terrified. You know, I couldn't move. I woke up, essentially... uh, I'm be butchering the explanation of it here, but sleep paralysis is when at one point in time when basically the only part of you that wakes up is your eyes open. So you're you really like you you don't your mo you don't have control of your motor functions. You're you're asleep, but through some slip you wake up while you're asleep, but you're still asleep. It's difficult to explain, but so the that whole process that added to the terror and the reason the reason I jumped in as as the skeptic because I even experienced the terror one of the things if I were going to be the skeptic on as far as you know if you did you see the the shadow man the hat man or did you just see some odd play of the light is from the accounts and and now my my research wasn't as in depth as yours was on this I I got to look at it briefly but it did seem that and overcoming sense of of doom and fear was sort of came hand in hand with it now that also could be 
bit reactionary. You know, you were, as you mentioned, working third shift with security with a gun. So right. it would probably take more than a shadow to spook you. But um, there would be people out here listening to us talk that would kind of say that, well, like, well, sounds like you just saw a shadow. Um, right. So I just wanted to kind of, you know, point that out. You know, there are going to be the people who immediately go, well, okay, well, it's a shadow man. It can never be, this is not some, not something anyone can prove, right? You know, is Right. It, it's, you really can't go either way on it. That's... If you look for images, most images are artist renditions of what this creature, like, you know what I mean, like somebody who experienced it sits down with a statue artist type person, and they draw what they describe, and uh, it was funny, because I actually didn't know that's what it was called until I was listening to uh, Coast to Coast later on. Hmm. And they, they brought up the topic, and uh, I want to say the woman's name was Heidi Hollis, was talking about it, and they were one of the first people that talked about it with Art Bell back in, I want to say like 1996 or 97, and yeah, so this phenomenon, or this tale, goes back quite a ways, I mean you figure it probably took a while to get onto the radar of even that kind of show. And that, you know, those of you that are unfamiliar with Coast to Coast AM, I mean, they talk, they talk all things paranormal. Um, I'm actually probably going to try to listen to them tonight with, with it being Halloween and shit. Probably have a hell of a show. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't doubt it. Uh, this, this reminds me of something. Um, it, it makes me wish we had had an opportunity to have our, our good friend Nate uh, who is, of course, a member of this network, but he, he runs our show, uh, Shadow Play Paranormal. That's his show. Um, for a number of reasons. One, uh, this is sort of a play off of, you know, uh, to give a little more information. Bit of a he, ghost story. Yeah, he, he, it's, a bi- it's a bit like a ghost story. And actually, uh, I was over here try- attempting to look it up. Um, I can't remember. I don't think it was The Whispers Estate. I want to say it was, uh, where was, um, either way, I'll have to go back and look through some of our old Vault episodes, but one of the, oh, Waverly, Waverly Hills, Mm. there there we go, it was Waverly Hills when Nate went on a ghost hunt, I don't know if you remember this, this draws back to our Ectogasms miniseries that turned into Shadowplay Paranormal, yeah. uh, which again, even the name itself just is is eerie with the reference to this. I wish we had him on, but we had. There is a if you may recall this, there is actually a figure in Waverly. Um, was a tall oh. six foot. It it basically fit this description. One, yeah. one one of the entities that Nate believed he wasn't sure that he himself had any contact there, but that... I actually might have asked him if he thought it was the Hat Man or uh, and the Shadow I th- Man. And I think that... I, and that's where this sort of comes from. I, I yeah. think, I, or at least, you know, what drew it back in my mind was the, you guys having that conversation before. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. Um, the, and that's sort of... Yeah, this could be a ghost... Uh, sort of a... A ghost situation, um, mm-hmm. you know, who's to say? Because that now that particular story is this guy always shows up in or around the same place, right? So uh, it kind of it. This sort of runs along the lines of like the Slender Man, who 
has multiple descriptions and sort of is just, you know, this is sort of a one of the more vague urban legends as well. Definitely. Um, Definitely. That's uh, the Slender Man was allegedly conjured into the public lexicon. And then we had those that rash of people getting stabbed. You know, people stabbing their root or their like classmates and shit or their friends or whatever. And yeah, some crazy shit went down because the whole whole Slender Man phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. There were two girls. Uh, there was a, at least for a while intention to charge them as adults. Um, the they their classmate survived. Luckily. Yeah. Uh, they. I believe, I believe it was 19 times, yeah, something it like was that. Something it was fucking some, crucial as the, fuck. Two, I believe, 10 and 11-year-old, and 10-year-old and 11-year-old girl led their friend out into the woods and, and for all intents, intended to murder her. They yeah. just, they didn't, they didn't finish the job. Um, but, and then were, were on their, walking on their way to where they thought the Slender Man's house was. And yeah. so that, that is, is spooky. And the Shadow Man, the, the the hat man the, the that's what it's it's a difficult one really to try to whether you would try to disprove it or prove it because because of the different things like um sleep paralysis because of right. the, all the all the as we talked about before all the sort of it's a recurring theme it's sort of like not not to be the ultimate naysayer on this as far as a paranormal thing, but it, it's the easy one to go with. You know, like a shadow on the wall is the easy thing to sort of be like, oh my god, I saw something. Oh yeah. Can you prove it? No. Well, I couldn't take a picture. It was a shadow. Right. You know? Right. I Did mean... touch you? No, it was a shadow. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Right. It's an easy one... It's an easy one to disprove. Only the shadow knows. It's the... So, the hat man is like your... Let's put it this way, folks. The Hat Man is like your opinion on this upcoming election. Regardless, wh- wh- however you feel, you're just whatever evidence would be brought to the table. You just dig dig in further to where you already stand. Yeah. You know, Whether you either you support Trump or Hillary. Yeah, you either think the Hat Man is full of crap, and the idea that you know no one could possibly verify it just will reinforce it, or or you're a believer, and any other argument towards uh, the you know this. C- it was shadow on the wall. It was lighting, this and that. You're not going to buy into that either. That's right. kind of the way I feel about the Hat Man. That, or you're just like, what in the hell is the Hat Man? And just don't give two so flying fucks. We 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 have a different preference in our monsters. All of us, you know. Some oh, people yeah. some people prefer werewolves. I, werewolves and vampires have never been my thing. What scares me is the brain of an actual person that would like pull a Jeffrey Dahmer, Ooh. Uh, or. Uh, you know what I mean, like that, that or an H. I thought you were like the thing that like I thought you literally meant like human brains. I uh, just in, no, just human people in general. Yeah, like yeah, yeah the hum- yeah, that's the scariest thing to me. Oh yeah, um, that's that's wow, that's also kind of resurfaced as a uh, little bit of an overture theme tonight because the whole Walking Dead, you know, the uh, the zombies, you're the walkers, man. You know, it's like it's like that scorpion that asks the turtle to give it a ride and it stings the turtle and the turtle's all why did you do that cuz I'm a fucking scorpion yeah there's a the there's a similar tale of of, snake. of yeah a, an old woman bring, nursing a snake back to health mm-hmm. and then getting bit by it you know you um, expect 
the watchers to try to bite, you know, they're feral creatures, whereas the humans that endure, those are the ones that, that they keep their, their twisted, fucked up thoughts, and those thoughts come into actions, so yeah. And I think that's when you master the horror story, when, when you, when you've learned, when you realize that aspect, and, and that's what... When you get to a point in a horror film or a book where you're now more afraid of the fellow humans in in the cast than you are of whatever the outside perceived monster, it works like that with The Thing. John, Carpen- John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, yeah. You go down the list. 28 Days Later, most of the really good horror movies, it ends up being more about uh, the people. The human reaction. The, yeah, and the human reaction to it and, and how how that works works its way into play. So, um, yeah, this... As far as, uh, your other paranormal, uh, endeavors have gone, like, where, where did you put this one? I know that, because, I mean, this one was sort of a throwback for you. Um, this is just something that you've heard about, um, before. Um, did... Did you find anything? And I know you've said you've had a, you've had a couple of experiences. Did you find anything that really like reinforced this for you? Like, are you a I, believer? A little bit. Okay. I couldn't. You know, I mean, I was there all night, so I had all night to try to figure out where this shadow was coming from. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure it out. I mean, it was a shadow that was in the middle of a, of a lum, illuminated area. I wasn't high. I wasn't. I mean, I was carrying. I was. I was. I was. I was carrying a fucking gun. I was doing security and shit. I was, I was completely level-headed. I it 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 stumped me. It stumped me so much that I actually called my other friend that did security, and I told him about it. And I'm like, dude, I have no idea what this shit this is. And that's when he turned me on to the coast to coast AM thing. And that's that's how I learned about it, you know. Yeah. Because that was that was a little bit before smartphones got so smart, and you could really just you know research anything anywhere. Yeah, back then you actually had to try to ask other people for stuff. Which complete random sidebar. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with anything, but since we mentioned Google, you know what really drives me crazy? I'm sure a lot of people probably will agree with this. Nothing drives me more insane than someone being on their phone and then asking, or even having a phone within arm's length of them, and then that person then asks someone else to Google something. Or really ask them any general question, like, any sort of general question that you know they don't know the answer to. Right. Like, you know... What's the average height of a Sasquatch? Just something like that. Like, just the idea, like, I love that website, let me Google that for you. Which you can type something in and then send it. You can send the link over to your friend and it sarcastically types it out into Google for you. Right. And it gives you instructions on how to push the button and then says, now, was that so hard? Uh, again, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox now. I just, I, it always cracks me up when somebody's like, they'll be looking at their phone and they'll be like, hey, will you look this up for me? I'm like, no, stop looking up what you're looking at. You just look it up. You got two thumbs. Uh, right. Yeah, maybe the shadow man can come. Take those people off my hands. No, I just... So, I... You know, I don't... I, I've heard across that he was not malicious, and I've heard people feel that he was malicious. 
So I don't know. Yeah, there's just there's so many different stories. I mean, I would love to have knowledge of the location where you saw it. You know, because obviously I I trust I trust to an extent. Hamilton Arms. (laughs) Okay, well. It's it's not relevant for them. I, I can't I can't pick up the the studio equipment and drive down there yeah, to verify. So I, know. I I appreciate. I'm just saying. I remember. I mean, we should go check it out sometime. I appreciate the transparency, transparency. But for for argument's sake, I would love to be able to go and look because you said it's a well lit area. But you know, to me, right there, that sort of oh you know, no, it's no, like no. where it's not a well lit area. The area that I saw him in was well lit. No, I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I said the yeah. same thing. The, so. the area where you saw him was well lit, so yeah. I would want to know like where the light came from. The possibility that there could have been something close to the light, like if oh, it was yeah. a high, if it was a hot, like if the light bulb was up on a light post. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the chances that uh, whether it be uh, again, maybe I'm far reaching here, just looking for something to to put it together, but a bug or a bird. Right. Or the tail of a squirrel. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would love to be able to just knock these things off officially. Right. But, of course, you know, I'm taking you at your word. And so, it's interesting. Because I, we, we are on the opposite ends on this one. Whereas, not opposite ends, I guess. I, I can't disprove it, so I'm open to it. But, for me, it's like, I'm definitely not a believer. After any of the research that we've done and the discussions that we've had. I I would have to I guess see it to believe it and I think that I distrust my own memory and my own especially after having the sleep paralysis thing mm. I mean we've all had lucid dreams the the old saying rings true believe half, half of what, what you, you see and none of what you hear so even if I did experience it I probably would even still be a doubter I would think oh, oh yeah some wires some wires crossed upstairs in my brain and I didn't see what I thought I saw or I was tired or I was you know whatever so I I may end up stuck wedged in this in this other direction but it was an interesting topic nonetheless um, I hope we're getting close to the end of Halloween. I feel like November first. There's always a little bit of a spooky hangover. Uh, I don't get. I don't Spook get. Over. I don't get rid of. Ooh. I don't get rid of my my Halloween. You know, October reminds you of it, but then I feel like it sits with you for the rest of the fall until you carry into like it carries over till about Thanksgiving time. Then right. Thanksgiving you go see family, and then it switches into Christmas time. So I feel like we've got a, a couple more weeks left of that good frightening cheer. I know we have a special day, night, pardon me, We this even in this last hour, we got a bunch of different Halloween podcasts coming. I mentioned Shadowplay earlier. That was, um, yeah. Lou, we did a um, Shadowplay coming out. It was on Jeffrey Dahmer, H.H. Holmes, uh, Eileen okay. Mornos. Uh, we did, we, uh, Nate spoke about uh, a couple of, actual ghost hunting things and then we just did a special uh it was sort of a, a mashup a bad dinner guest shadow play mashup where we break down uh we just discuss a lot of different serial killers uh, jeffrey dahmer being the main focus uh from nate and hh holmes the the mystery mansion okay book yeah at the I world's fair too. yeah so uh we got that and i know you have a halloween punisher comic lucky's comic talk coming out so we are just full of it for you folks tonight Got plenty of scares to last you until Thanksgiving. 
Well, the Punisher is not really about ghosts. It, it just happens on Halloween. But it happens on Halloween, you know? It's still Halloween. And Punisher is a scary motherfucker. And this scary stuff happens on Halloween. Oh, yeah. So, we, you know, we... And, of course, there will be more of your favorite Bad Dinner Guest programs throughout the week. More Lucky's Comic Talk, of course, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, uh... I got issues on issues on issues to talk about. That that backlog is full. I know uh, RJ... Baby got backlog. (laughs) I like that. That was well played. Well played, sir. And then, of course, RJ will be back with more 60 Grit. So, um... I've had a wonderful time with you this evening. Oh, don't forget, we have uh, we are now on Podbean, so we've got a couple of Podbean exclusives out. Yeah. Um, we uh, unfortunately, someone else owns the Bad Dinner Guests subdomain with mm. the S. So right now we are Bad Dinner Guest Network. We'll of course update you. I, I feel like we need a shorter name, but for now you can find exclusive Podbean only podcast there. You can find everything else. Where you've always been able to find it, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, blog, blogger. You said iTunes, right? Blogger, I said iTunes, yep, I think that covers it. Yeah. It's your boy Lucky, Bad Dinner Guests, and Bad Dinner Guests Network, with the other pod father, Kevin, of the same network and associations. Happy fucking Halloween, kids.